0: As my thoughts turn to riots and strikes, I often ask myself the question, do we have time to wait for either a Republican or a Democratic solution to the climate crisis? To link the word solution to either party is ridiculous. There will no more be a Democratic or Republican solution to the climate crisis than there will ever be an oligarchic solution to the climate crisis. As the country burns, Biden's climate plan comes up short. By Birian Sandahl of Due Dissidents. As a volunteer for the Bernie Sanders 2020 campaign, I canvassed in three states talking to voters about Bernie's policies, including the Green New Deal. It was clear that the climate and environment was an important topic for many of the citizens with whom I spoke. These people wanted a clean future for themselves, for their children, and their grandchildren. Even if they were undecided on Bernie as a candidate, they agreed that the climate crisis was a top concern. And this was before a powerful derecho storm blew through Iowa, leaving areas that I had canvassed without power and destroying hundreds of homes. This was before the Pine Gulch fire became the largest in Colorado history and left the entire state in a smoke cloud. As I look out the window from my room in Colorado, I can see the haze of forest fire smoke obscuring the mountains. The skies of Oregon and California are orange and the air is hazardous to breathe. The climate crisis is not some vague far-off threat. Wildfires have now burnt over 1 million acres in Oregon, killed 10 people, and displaced tens of thousands more. The air quality index in my parents' town in North Idaho is at a very unhealthy level of 212. The total economic impact of the wildfires so far in California is estimated to be between 130 to $150 billion, and we are still early in the fire season. Yet, amid all this climate destruction, Joe Biden has not embraced the Green New Deal that I campaigned for during the primaries and fought for as a delegate to the Democratic National Convention. Biden still only pays lip service to the realities of the climate crisis. His plan comes up far short of what is necessary for halting the ongoing climate Armageddon. His lack of support for a Green New Deal shows that he is still being influenced by oil and gas corporations and lobbyists. A comparison between the Green New Deal and Joe Biden's plan shows just how weak his climate agenda is. One easy way to get a big picture view of these differing climate plans is to compare their cost, which is to say their investment in a green future. It is surely going to be expensive to transition away from fossil fuels, which is why Bernie's Green New Deal stated that it would directly invest in historic $16.3 trillion public investment toward these efforts. This is a clear contrast to Biden's plan, which proposes that Biden will make a $2 trillion accelerated investment with a plan to deploy those resources over his first term, setting us on an irreversible course to meet the ambitious climate progress that science demands. Bernie's plan spends $16.3 trillion over 10 years, while Biden spends $2 trillion over four years. This comes out to $1.63 trillion per year for the Green New Deal, and $500 billion per year for Biden. In overall spending, the Green New Deal outspends Biden eight to one over a much longer period of time. This is me talking. Biden has been an austerity pusher his whole life. And Ice-T is right that we could simply spend our way out of the disaster. We have a sovereign currency. We can spend this money into existence to save this planet for ourselves and for future generations. The only reason for Biden and Harris not to want to do this is because they want to put more money into the pockets of their donors and they want to cheat workers, not only of their livelihood, but of their air that they can breathe and the water they can drink. Not to mention how many coastal cities and towns will be underwater. Back to the story. The Biden plan calls for us to move ambitiously to generate clean, American-made electricity to achieve a carbon pollution-free power sector by 2035. In contrast, the Green New Deal calls for reaching 100% renewable energy for electricity and transportation by no later than 2030. A five-year difference in decarbonizing the energy sector would be huge. Biden does not call for the entire transportation sector to be renewable, but rather all new American-built buses to be zero emissions by 2030. This is an extremely weak position compared to the Green New Deal. Another huge difference between the Biden plan and the Green New Deal is where they stand on fracking. Joe Biden has been very vocal on this subject, saying, I am not banning fracking. Let me say that again. I am not banning fracking. The Green New Deal is very clear that it will ban fracking and mountaintop removal coal mining. They must be immediately banned. A study by Stanford professor Mark Z. Jacobson concluded that, in terms of climate, natural gas causes greater global warming than other fossil fuels over 20 years across all applications. It is not possible to achieve 100% renewable energy without banning fracking, yet Biden does not even mention it in his plan. The reason for this lack is an attempt to save fracking jobs by the Biden campaign. However, the Green New Deal has a solution for this job loss, a guaranteed five years of a worker's current salary, housing assistance, job training, health care, pension support, and priority job placement for any displaced worker as well as early retirement support for those who choose it or can no longer work. All Biden's plan has to offer is to make sure coal miners and their families receive not only the respect they deserve, but also the pensions and health benefits they have been promised. These platitudes do not represent a just transition for coal workers. The Biden plan also falls short on research and development, spending $400 billion on clean energy technologies. The Green New Deal funds a $500 billion effort to research technologies to fully decarbonize industry and a $150 billion effort to fully decarbonize aviation and maritime shipping and transportation. The Green New Deal also allocates $30 billion for storage shot technology and $100 billion on decreasing the cost of new electric vehicles to $18,000. In total, the GND spends almost two times the Biden plan on research and development. The Biden plan does not once mention the military. Now that's a big surprise, which is the world's largest polluter. In fact, Biden has called for potential increases in the defense budget, saying, I've met with a number of my advisors and some have suggested in certain areas the budget is going to have to be increased. Meanwhile, Bernie's Green New Deal recognizes that the Pentagon is the largest institutional emitter of greenhouse gases in the world and that the United States spends $81 billion annually to protect oil supplies and transport routes. We are uniquely positioned to lead the planet in a wholesale shift away from militarism. No plan can be serious about addressing the climate crisis without taking on the military-industrial complex. Well, if you've been following this show, dear readers and viewers, you know that Joe Biden is never going to take on the military-industrial complex. Unfortunately, Bernie's Green New Deal is no longer an option. Obama claims that protecting our planet is on the ballot, but it certainly is not a priority for Biden. Howie Hawkins and the Green Party are not on the ballot in every state. We just noticed yesterday that the asshole Democrats got Howie Hawkins and the Green Party removed in Pennsylvania. But the Green Party's eco-socialist Green New Deal calls for $4.3 trillion in spending per year. A vote for the Green Party is indeed a vote for a Green New Deal. Yet as the Green Party has no real hope of electoral victory, the best approach comes from the Red Nation a coalition of activists devoted to Native American liberation issues and exists outside of the electoral system. In their Red Deal, they note, We cannot vote harder and place all our hope in a few individuals in Congress. Climate change will kill us before any of these strategies liberate the planet from capitalism. The oligarchic corporate duopoly has a death grip on electoral politics. Whether under a Biden or a Trump administration, only mass movements and class struggle can tackle the capitalist system and fully address the climate crisis. How many places are you able to find news that says that the capitalist system has to be tackled and only mass movements and class struggle can do it? We're looking down the barrels of a double barrel 12-gauge shotgun. This climate crisis must be addressed, and the assholes in charge are certainly not going to address it. Back to Biryan, As the Red Deal tells us, political elites act in the interest of corporate bosses, not the people or the earth. Whether Biden or Trump wins in November, the climate crisis will remain an existential threat to human civilization. Scientists suggest that we are dangerously close or past several huge climate tipping points, while there can be no going back biden's milk toast incrementalism that does not truly address the transportation sector ban fracking cut back on the military or adequately fund research and development is no solution to this threat the united states electoral system has failed the people the only path to real change must be through massive organization of people's movements following the examples of the red nation Greta Thunberg, Extinction Rebellion, and many others. The future livability of the planet is at stake, and the 2020 election offers no answers. If you've been waiting to get out onto the streets because you don't have any other people to go with you, sometimes the best solution is to make a sign that says what you want to say and just start walking around in a populated area. That's a true grassroots movement. And if you get something started, you can start to collect people's phone numbers and contact information. And maybe you'll get five or six people marching around with you. And even five or six people in a populated area sends a message. Black Lives Matter is a great thing to put on your sign. Extinction Rebellion is a great thing. Cries for economic justice are always going to help. Occupy Wall Street is a great cause to get started again. A combination of any or all of those is even better. If you think of some catchy slogan that combines all of them, that would make a great sign. And great signs, if you make them creatively and easy to read, could turn into great movements. I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I'm saying no
1: one will listen if they can't read your sign. First, message. what are you trying to say? Think of a short, relevant message. Can they read it from across the street and know what you're talking about? while there are a huge range of materials you can use some may impede your ability to participate keep this in mind when you stop by the craft store poster board is colorful and plentiful but there's also foam board a little more expensive and cardboard also research if your city has restrictions on what kind of materials can be used for signage metal and wood is prohibited in many areas because of its ability to be used as a weapon Get the biggest, blackest marker you can find, and a pencil to help lay everything out. Lightly trace your letters on the paper. You can try drawing shapes, or maybe using scribbles to figure out the thickness. This is where you work out all the spacing issues. Refine your shapes, make them solid. People can judge you based on your line quality. Leave margins or space around the edges. This will make your letters stand out because there's more surface area to contrast.
0: If you live out in the middle of nowhere, maybe you could make your sign, march around your backyard and videotape it, and then put it on your own YouTube channel. And send it to me. I'll feature it on this YouTube channel. That's for our rural viewers and listeners. And maybe as the movement gets going, we could start renting buses and get people from the rural areas to the population centers to show everyone how cool their signs are. Either way, we've got to figure out some way to make noise, and there isn't much time left.